Report on Business Teleconference. I am Rosemary Gupil, and we will begin shortly. I am joined by Christina Cahill. Um, Christina, can you hear me okay? Hi, Rosemary. Yes, you sound great. Wonderful. And Nancy, have you joined us yet this morning? Yes, I'm here. Very good. All right. So um, we do have a few announcements before we get started. Today's overview is presented by Nancy Lamaster, Chair of the Hospital ISM Survey um, Committee. And as a reminder, our call today is being recorded. This is a live teleconference, so we do ask that you um, please mute your line until the end of the call to prevent background noise. The next hospital PMI release of the June report will be um, after the 4th of July holiday on Friday, July 7th at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. I would like to thank everyone for joining the Institute for Supply Management today for the release of the hospital ISM report on business. Are there any reporters on the, the line today that know they're going to have a question for Nancy? Oh, good morning, Dan. Thank you. All right. Um, are there any others? Okay. Well, if you if there are any others um, that join, um, you can always after Nancy finishes her overview, we can go ahead and um, get your question then. So it does look like that everyone has joined this morning. Um, so let's uh, please go ahead, Nancy, with your overview of this month's report. Thank you, Rosemary. We have a lot to unpack this month. This was an um, interesting report. I think that many of you were on the line. It might have been last month, no later than the month before, when Dan asked me if I thought that the um, hospital PMI would go into contracting range. I very confidently told him no, no, that, you know, unlike kind of manufacturing and, um, and uh, the services, I thought, you know, the demand for uh, health care would be such that we wouldn't go into contracting, that the only time we've gone into contracting was April and May of 2020 when we emptied out the hospitals waiting for the COVID uh, patients to come in and there was a bit of a lag. Well, you know what the universe thinks of people who sound a little too confident, they have to obviously put them in their place. So we have a contracting PMI this month at 49.1. So we're going to unpack that a little bit. Um, uh, the, PMI dropped from 53.55.3, excuse me, to 49.1. So we need to start by, by thinking about the fact that the hospital PMI is actually comprised of the business activity metric, new orders, backlog of orders, and employment. So let's go through that and kind of talk about what would have caused the um, PMI to go into contracting range and, and are we concerned it's going to stay there. So let's start with business activity. You know, I tend to a, uh, sort of do a shortcut in my brain sometimes that I think business activity kind of equates with the PMI. And it's only one component. The business activity came in at 51.5, down 7%, but still in growth range. And a lot of the comments talked about um, were, were mixed, where we had some saying, you know, that uh, the business activity was good, others saying that it was soft. There wasn't um, any, you know, extreme mention of a significant fall off in business activity, but I think that mix of, of month over month saying it was not as strong as it was in April. So we still have growth in the business activity number. What really, really impacted the PMI 
was the, the combination of the decline in, in new orders, backlog of orders, and employment. So let's take those one at a time, and I'm actually going to start with backlog of, of orders. So we saw a 9.5% uh, drop in that from 57 to 47.5. Now, related to this metric, there were some comments, um, and they kind of fell into two camps. One, um, folks that were saying, okay, we've gotten some of our clinical staffing up, and we've got capacity, and we're burning down our backlog of orders. And those that were saying, hey, you know, we've put some real effort into trying to improve our efficiency, and we've, we've burned down our backlog of orders. So the comments related to that indicated more of an increase in uh, focused effort on improving capacity, you know, um, not so much any comments around a lack of, of demand, but rather an increase in efficiency. The new orders metric, I will tell you, is the one that I just am really surprised at, and I don't think I have any super insights into that. That dropped 13.5% from 63 to 49.5. The comments around new orders were actually counter, somewhat counterintuitive, indicating, you know, again, medium to slight growth. But again, I think we have to go back and remember that this is a, a month-over-month metric. That's why it's a leading indicator. Were we, did we have more or less than we did in April? Well, one of the things back when I was in uh, running supply chains and doing financial closes every month is when we paid a lot of attention to the number of working days in the month. Interesting, that really hasn't come up um, in our survey until this month, where it did come up that May had one less working day. Now, why that matters a lot to hospitals is, if you think about it, um, if people are off for Memorial Day, uh, any holiday, they're not likely to be coming in for outpatient procedures, and they're not likely to be calling up and scheduling things. So it could have had a, a, an impact something that probably as we go forward we'll be look at more because, again, we're seeing this shift out of the COVID respiratory uh, demand into more elective procedures, and elective procedures are going to be more sensitive to that business day metric. But um, definitely the new order decline had a big impact on the hospital PMI. Employment, 46.5, back into contracting range. This was also very, very mixed, and I actually um, spent some time talking to some of my former colleagues after the re I got the report results just to kind of take their temperature on these metrics, and um, they kind of echoed the comments that I saw from employment, and that is if you kind of had to, to sum it up, hospitals are kind of working on two fronts right now. They are definitely working hard to recruit and retain nursing and clinical staff. And some, depending on the part of the country in particular, are still really struggling to get enough clinical staff. So in that part of the business, you know, it's a full throttle, hire what we can find, etc. But more than half indicated that they had additional either hiring freezes or hiring slowdowns on what they would call non-clinical positions. We've talked about that before, where you're being very careful about hiring in, you know, finance and supply chain and, and some of the other uh, services to try and offset the, 
inflationary pressure we're seeing on labor and your um, non uh, excuse me and supplies. So employment is down kind of for a mixed reason. Part of it is on purpose. We're, we're being cautious, and you saw that some in the manufacturing uh, report where uh, manufacturers were saying, you know, they're trying to match their staffing to the demand. Hospitals are doing the exact same thing. So when you see, you know, three of our four indicators go into contracting range, that's what's putting a lot of pressure on the hospital PMI. Now, in my conversations uh, with with both hospital providers, and you know I always pay a lot of attention to the, the report out by the uh, orthopedic and, and cardiac uh, suppliers, uh, device manufacturers, because that makes up a lot of elective procedures, they are still predicting um, growth. They are still saying, you know, there's unmet demand out there um, and they're foreseeing growth. So in a much more cautious way than maybe I, I had said before. I, so I'm not going to say we couldn't be contracting again, but I think as we look at going into June, we'll balance the fact that summer months can be a little bit slower in terms of elective volumes um, with the fact that people are still saying and planning for at least a good uh, month going forward. So that's what kind of what's going on with the PMI and the demand side of the hospital. Let's talk about supplies um, and um, so supplier deliveries faster, four months, never ever have seen that um, since we've been doing this report, 62 months of data gathering, we never had four months in a row of supply deliveries being faster. So that, that is obviously a very good thing. Uh, inventories are contracting, they've been doing that for five months, we saw CAP, um, Additional continued comments about uh, burning down uh, the stocks of PPE that were there for the COVID, um, more and more confident that those can be permanently reduced and that the go-forward level of inventory can be lower. Um, and inventory sediment at 62 jumped up. It's too high and, and, and actually grew. Um, and that could be a little bit of a combination. If we had a little bit less volume, they're going to burn that supply down a little bit slower. So hospitals are saying, hey, we, we still think we've got too much inventory. We're working to build it down. We're probably also seeing some confidence in the fact that supply deliveries are coming in faster. Touchless orders stayed in the growth range of 50.5, although they did slow down. That was probably related to um, kind of a series of um, uh, shortages this month that they don't think will be long term, but they pop up with these odd shortages periodically, like tourniquets. Who would have thought? But tourniquet is something we use a lot of. Um, blood collection supplies still a bit of a challenge. Um, so you know we're seeing spot shortages, but overall improvement in the ability to get supplies. Unfortunately, those supplies very expensive. Prices continue increasing. In general, stayed steady at 67. Pharmaceutical prices stayed in the growth range, although they went down slightly, 57.5. Um, and uh, general, general supplies at 65.5.
so the pricing relief we saw in the manufacturing report isn't spilling over. In fact, I had um, some data uh, from, we, we could talk a lot about Kaufman Hall, I usually reference their data, but this was from an organization called uh, Centellus, and they were looking at hospital expenses, they're a month behind us, so they were looking at through April, saying total expenses for hospital year over year up 4.7%, but when you break that down, the non-labor, which would include all your supplies plus purchase services, IT, marketing, things like that, up 5.5% as compared to labor, only up 1.8%. Labor um, actually in, in uh, the first part of the year um, was even, even lower than 1.8%. So um, a lot of pressure on your supply chain folks um, to try and figure out how we're going to get those supply and purchase services down as the labor has switched away from temporary high-price high traveling nurses to more in-house labor that's helped bring that down. Um, salaries were raising a year ago. You know, we were paying more and more for labor even a year ago, so the year-over-year -year, uh, comparison isn't as stark as it would have been uh, when you looked at 22 versus 21. Operating margin um, in this report, the most current month they had was March, and it finally was in the positive on average, and it was at 0.4, four-tenths of 1%, but at least it was positive. So you can kind of see that um, the financial pressures on hospitals are, are definitely continuing, and they're going to be trying to find all kinds of ways to get especially their uh, non-labor costs back in line. In terms of um, kind of the hospital-specific metrics, case mix back up to 53%, that's kind of the number I look for in case mix. Um, it, it, again, isn't as much a leading indicator as a legging indicator, um, and so we'll see what that does, but I, I would believe that it would stay somewhere in that 53 range. That seems to be a good number when we've got a, a good mix of um, elective surgeries that have a higher case mix index than medical respiratory type illnesses do. Days payable outstanding, contract again. Three months in a row of contracting is pretty significant. Um, we had a couple of comments there, one indicating uh, some improvement in cash flow then allowing to pay bills faster, some indicating uh, stability in staff working down uh, long, you know, working down their uh, payables. Uh, technology spent has continued in growth. You know, we did dip down a couple of months ago into contracting. I keep wondering with the margin pressure if it'll go back there, but it hasn't, it has come strong, as we've talked about a couple of times before. Um, you're seeing more investment in uh, IT technology and probably equipment. I'm reading that some of the robotic, um, surgical robotic instruments are uh, seeing a pickup, although many of those are seeing leasing instead of purchase. But again, that's something that enables revenue generation. I think where you're going to see a significant pullback is going to be in bricks and mortar as more things move to outpatient and we look at the capacity issues. So, wow, go back and look at it. PMI went into contracting, driven heavily by the fact that we saw a reduction 
in new orders that would produce significant a reduction in backlog of orders in employment all going into the contracting range. Business activity still in growth. People in the field still feeling positive that we're not seeing a long-term pullback in demand. So we're just going to have to wait and see what um, June brings us. Pricing pressure still significant. Good news on the supply delivery, and that's allowing inventories to come down. So overall, I'd say a good supply chain month. Um, you know, a little more questionable about the demand side of the, the um, equation, but um, one month is not a trend, as my favorite CFO used to tell me. So we're just going to see where next month takes us. With that, I'm going to take a breath and turn it over to Dan. Hey, Nancy, good morning. I just want to clarify something first. Um, I, you met, mentioned backlogs a lot, and you know, uh, Rose Marie and I were talking the other day. Um, I, I, absolutely, I'm sure backlog of orders, the thing itself, order backlogs contribute to the PMI indirectly, but the index itself is not one of the, um, one of the ones that feed into the PMI, correct? It's still business activity, uh, new orders, employment, and supplier deliveries, right? Oh, you are right. I am so sorry. That is my own mistake. You're right. I apologize. Yeah. Um, but, you know, no, you know, because, yeah, like I said, Rosemary and I were talking, I'm sure order backlogs themselves probably factor into business activity, which would factor right. the, the PMI. But could, yeah, could you just uh, talk about that dynamic a little bit? And, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, in your anecdotal evidence, I mean, can you ever think of a reason why, you know, because um, I agree, I, I, I would think it would take a lot for the hospital PMI to go into contraction, but you know, everybody needs health care at some point, but, you know, can you think of any anecdotal, you know, from your career, why demand would just kind of, you know, sputter for a month for, for no apparent reason? You know, I really, I really can't, Dan. I think sometimes, you know, and that's very good and proven it's very predictive but you do get an anomaly now and then and again it's month over month so you know if, if people's perception was we're just not seeing as many things scheduled you know then that new order number came down i mean that new order number is definitely a big part of this and what we don't know we're just not going to know until next month is if that's going to feed into activity so if really had a significant decline in the schedule. And so when we go into June, we see that business activity number come down. You know, we will then learn that correlation. Um, and we're just not going to know whether or not, again, it was the perception, and yet we're going to have, as we get to the end of the month, that schedule will fill up. And that's not unusual, you know, especially if, you know, um, we can see a slow part, we can see a slow first week in June and end up with a really strong month of June. It, it's just, um, it's just really hard to say. I've never seen anything like it. Um, you know, I can't even give you a really good reason. I could make up a bunch, but, you know, I mean, there's nothing that really leads to, you know, whether we had May vacations and we had position offices not putting things on the schedule, or again, we had kind of the perception of 
May was a really strong month in, or April was a really strong month and May just didn't feel as strong. So I think we're going to have to wait this one out. Everything is kind of conjecture at this point and there's not enough comments in the report to totally give a clear direction as to what drove the number. Um, I mean, obviously we saw services unexpectedly go into contraction in, in I believe it was December and that turned out to be kind of like a one-off. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it, I, 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 you know, you opened the call with, you know, predicting the future and the, the, the folly in that, but is that it, well, do you think that we will know very quickly within the first couple of weeks of June, you know, whether that was just an anomaly and, or whether or not this yeah, I think we will. I think we will. And like I said, as I talked, you know, again, I'm only talking to half a dozen, but they're pretty large systems and they're geographically dispersed systems, and none of them were concerned about volume. So, we'll see. Great, thanks. Anybody else on the line with a question, just listening in or a reporter, whomever, um, Okay, Rosemarie, we will we'll put this unusual month to bed, <laughs> and we will look forward to seeing what June, what insights we can gain from June. Absolutely. Well, this definitely has been an interesting month. Thank you so much, Nancy, for all the the oversight and um, great comments. Really appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, and we will look forward to talking to everyone next month. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.